Do you want to help your kid graduate college debt-free? Today, we're talking about how to find the best school and how to maximize scholarships. Welcome to the Couple Money Podcast, the show where we share stories and advice on building up your marriage and wealth together. I'm Elle Martinez. Support for this podcast comes from Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money Masterclass. This course is designed to help you two get on the same page with money, dump your debt faster, and get you on the path to financial freedom. Sign up for the class today and get lifetime access. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash jumpstart. College is expensive. I don't think that's news to you. But did you know that graduates in the class of 2017 are on average carrying student loan debt of just over $39,000? And that the student loan delinquency rate is over 11%? If you're a parent, you're probably worried about how that's going to affect your child's options and financial future. With those stats, you need to hunt down as many scholarships as you can. That's why I'm grateful Pam Andrews is here on the show. She's not only the college admissions coach and scholarship strategist behind the scholarship shark, she's a mom. A mom who managed to help her son snag $700,000 in scholarships. Yeah, $700,000. In this episode, we're going to go into how you can work together as a team. We'll discuss the strategy of getting scholarships. It's not as easy as filling out those online forms and then out of the box ways to make college more affordable. Hope you enjoy. So you are an expert because you have been there. You're in the shoes of many parents today. Do you mind kind of explaining how you got into searching for scholarships and how you helped your son with an amazing amount. I, I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So I um, had prior to helping my son get into mm-hmm. college and secure scholarships to pay for it. I have, have worked with other students, mm-hmm. so he's not my first kind of success, yeah. but I think he's definitely the biggest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you work hard for your baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, because uh, we had a lot of time on our side, so that was mm-hmm. one advantage. But uh, he was able to secure over $700,000 in college scholarships that pay through graduate school. And I like to share that because now this is a combination of everything. So this is everywhere he applied, he won money. And then on top of that, private money to fill in the gaps. And I think that's important to share. Yeah. It's not like we're sitting on a big pile of money. His college called me once and said, Mrs. Andrews, where's all this extra money? Because I know how much tuition is and I know what Daryl won. So it's not like we have all this extra laying around. But I share that because there, it's kind of a, a, an overall strategy where families should, um, you know, in a, choosing wow. schools, take a look at schools that are generous. But if they're not generous, then definitely fill it in with merit. So I don't have an either or approach. I believe in all of it and, you know, choosing schools and, and working towards winning the most money at the institutional level, but then applying for private money from your Elks Club, um, you know, Coca-Cola, Ronald McDonald, yeah. you know, all, all those, uh, you know, 500, 1,000, 10,000, you know, there's no dollar amount too big, no dollar amount too small to apply. If you're eligible, 
go ahead and apply. So, Gotcha. And I love how you say there's a strategy behind it because I know from personal experience when I was applying for college, it wasn't as aimed as you're mentioning it. It was, okay, what's out there? And I went to the websites, you know, FastWeb and others, whatever, and it would be a huge amount. But then you also have so many people applying for that. So how did you discover kind of, first of all, your method of looking at the school first with that approach? Because that's different from a lot of people. Yes. So, um, and I do this with all my students, the students mm -hmm. I work with. Um, in my son's case, now we knew he was going to art school, um, which is a private college, and they are uh, typically not very generous. So mm -hmm. he knew that going into, like going into his junior year as we narrowed down his list, mm -hmm. he knew that if, you know, this were going to be an option that he needed to apply for a massive amount of outside private scholarships mm -hmm. because art colleges just aren't very generous. They're just not. <laughs> so and they're very expensive and they're very expensive, right? They're, and they're yeah. extremely expensive. So, um, but I did have him also apply to universities with colleges of art. Um, okay as a part of our strategy as well, because I, I you know, to mm -hmm. me, there, there are two yeses. There's the yes you can get in and then the yes you can pay for it. And mm -hmm. so I told him, you have your dream school. This is the goal. We have it on our big poster board in the kitchen because that's where we all hang out in the kitchen. So yeah. we, yeah. <laughs> we like to eat. So we hang out in the kitchen and that way he saw the goal constantly mm -hmm. and he knew what he was working towards. But at the same time, you know, we sat down with him. I think it's important for families to have the money talk with their kids mm -hmm. and say, you know, this is what we've been able to save. This is what your grandparents have saved. This is what we're willing to let you borrow, which is not much. And so, you know, we have to have a plan in place and this is the plan. Are you on board? And so when it comes to, to schools, it's important to um, you know, as you're building your list and there, you know, some schools where you have flexibility, if you're going mm -hmm. to a nursing program or education or maybe biology, pre-med, yeah. you know, really focus on, um, you know, where can I earn the most merit aid? You know, are they looking for someone from a different geographical region or with different background experiences mm -hmm. and take advantage of that. So I think it's really important to have that kind of that one, two, I call it in my book, I call it the layering technique. Cause again, yeah. I like food, right? I like a cake. <laughs> I'm thinking food again. So you've got yeah. the one layer and then the other layer, which is the private money. And I, I love this because this is different. A lot of times with the scholarship um, approach, they'll say, okay, my kid wants to go to this school. This is how much it is. But you're talking about, okay, um, what are your interests? You're having these deeper conversations. How do you start that? I'm assuming your son was always gifted with art. Like around what age were you guessing as a mom in the gut, like, okay, this is what he wants to do versus this is a hobby that he enjoys and, you know, pursuing a passion. Yeah. Well, we knew early on this was his hobby. I mean, I'm sorry, this was hobby. This was his passion. You mm -hmm. know, this is something he was really interested in. Yeah. And so we really tracked him early um, in terms of getting a mentor. There's a local two-year art college, not too far from us. Mm -hmm. So I reached out when he was probably eight, eight or nine mm -hmm. uh, to that department chair and said, hey, I have a son who loves um, drawing and he's interested in animation. And so I, I'm like, is there a student there who's interested in, you know, kind of tutoring someone, making a little bit extra money? Yeah. And one student responded and he became his mentor and they met on Saturdays wow. for about a year. That was a phenomenal gift to our son. So we always exposed him to art and to animation into illustration into mm -hmm. you know just all kinds of art related activities and 
and even using his gifts to serve, you know, tutoring mm -hmm. through art and all that wonderful stuff. So we knew early on, um, I think you kind of know as parents um, where your kids are it's kind of their natural bents and giftings. Um, I have a seven-year-old. Now, my youngest is seven. So yeah. at this point, we don't know what she wants. She likes to talk. And my husband's <laughs> like, she's going to be a lawyer. But she can definitely, you know, <laughs> she can argue you yeah. down. She gets away with way too much. But I think I think a lot of times our kids give clues. And mm -hmm. you know, it's up to us to to act on those clues as parents and not be afraid. My background's STEM. It's engineering. Yeah. And I, I came out. I had an offer. My... Um, the first semester of my last year of school. So uh -huh. all I had to do was finish. And I, that felt very secure. And my mom's a retired teacher, you know, yeah. so that was very secure. She retired from education. Art, that was, I, honestly, I was a little uh -huh. fearful. I'm like, whoa, he's going to be standing on the corner, like, you know, artist here. <laughs> <laughs> that image, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But um, but I just want to encourage parents to kind of embrace where your child is gifted and, uh -huh. and to Explore it because there are so many careers and opportunities. So tracking him early on, mm -hmm. you know, as we began to build his college list and we looked at schools throughout high school, colleges throughout high school, mm -hmm. um, you know, he, he really wanted to go to an art school because, you know, he said, oh, there's no math and, you know, I don't have to do biology and chemistry yeah. and all these, you know, so he was really excited. Like he really looked forward to college. So yeah, so I so that I just went 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 with in that direction early. Although I did have two, like I said, universities on his list because I said mm -hmm. you're going to apply. They have colleges of art. They're generous because um, it's based on the strength of your portfolio. And you may change your mind. You may want a football team. You may want um, some other activities that you don't think you want right now. So you yeah. may change your mind, and it's better to get in and not you know say okay, no, I don't. Then to say oh yeah, I really do want all this other like a big university with different majors. So, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I, and <laughs> I love how you guys are having this conversation and you, you, of course, want your kid to pursue. And at the same time, you're like, okay, what I see or I perceive about art is, you know, starving artists. How important was it for you that your child go debt-free or as close to debt-free with college? Was that like a prime importance with your family? It, it really was and is. Um, we, um, you know, we do Dave Ramsey, you know, financial peace. We're just yeah. really big on, we understand debt and, and really how debt can be bondage. Now I have to say, I, you know, I borrowed for my yeah. undergraduate degree and it was an investment. It was totally mm -hmm. worth it. You know, I was able to graduate. I paid it off in a few years, landed a great job right out of college. So, um, but you know, we, we told our kids, we will not allow you to start your young lives off with massive amounts of debt. Mm -hmm. And so we start those conversations very early. My next up is 16. She just turned 16. So she's a high school sophomore going into her junior year. And, um, you know, already thinking about, again, what can yeah. I do to serve? How can I use my gifts and abilities to gain recognition that can lead to scholarship dollars down the road? And, you know, where are the best places for me to go that are going to reward me for that, for my work? So I think, I think if we have that approach um, mm -hmm. as parents and we can minimize debt, debt shouldn't be a default. You know, I, I meet families who just say, oh, we'll just borrow it. Or, or a student thinks, you know, a kid thinks, oh, well, my parents will take care of it. No, 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 no. Not in, yeah. <laughs> not in our household. <laughs> well, you know, they also should have skin in the game, whether it's absolutely. like applying for scholarships or, you know, paying for it themselves. Absolutely. You know, that's also their investment um, yeah. time and money wise. Absolutely. So I, I love your approach on that. So I guess I can kind of piggyback off. You mentioned your 16 year old. How are you preparing? Because I'm guessing 
it doesn't, you know, happen very easily. Like, okay, I'm going to spend 15 minutes today and I'll be done for this week. How do you break it up so you can get your teenager involved in actually helping out with the scholarships? Yeah. So again, two things. Number one, I focus again on her interests and, and where her passions are and explore those. Um, she loves kids. She's a great big sister. She babysits. She, you know, has a heart for young people and she loves dance. So she's exploring that as well. So she started a dance program, um, for younger kids. So, you know, just going with that and, and saying, where, where do you want to go with that? Um, she also wants to teach. So she's kind of back and forth between being like an elementary school teacher and a, you know, opening okay. a dance program, things like that. Um, but at the same time, she has learned how to search for national, regional, local scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I teach all the students I work with, like early on. So mm-hmm. she knows how to do that. So she's actually has applied for a couple. Um, she has won. She hasn't won money because mm-hmm. she either comes semifinalist or like runner oh, up okay. or whatever, which is fine. I told her, you yeah. know, and I think I, I take it harder than she does. I'm like, oh, you just get an, a medallion. Is that it? <laughs> and a certificate, but yeah. it's a resume builder. It's a great boost of confidence. And, um, and she's gotten a couple of, she's big on Instagram. So she's gotten a couple of other award uh, committee members who have messaged her and said, Hey, we saw you won this one. Consider uh-huh. applying for this one. So she's actually, wow. Through yeah. Instagram. Yes. Through Instagram. Would yeah. you imagine that? Yes. No, no, I- <laughs> I've kind of feel old now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was different. Yeah. Which tells me, I'll say this kind of detour. Yeah. I tell my students all the time, don't think college admissions officers and scholarship committees are not searching for you online. You know, you got to check out your social. I get all their Instagram names and handles and all that. And I'm all, all over their pages because, you know, know, doing an audit and kind of saying like, okay, so what are we liking, clicking, sharing, posting? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that again speaks to the fact that they're looking and especially if you win a scholarship, I mean, there've been a couple of stories recently and maybe a year or so ago where students have won or gotten into school and they shared something or did something that they shouldn't have and had their offer rescinded. So it's not worth it. Yeah. So keep it very professional and clean. I mean, you can be a kid. Mm -hmm. We know you have fun in a social life, but just think about how can this decision impact me later? Makes sense. See, I never would even consider how social media is affected. (laughs) (laughs) Scholarships. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, And as a parent, what advice would you give for maybe uh, parents now who have freshmen and sophomore, what can they kind of start doing in I guess, conversations or maybe some websites they can start um, getting the ball rolling and practicing for this. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to answer it in two parts. So freshmen, I I think one path and then definitely sophomore year where I like to really dig in. So freshman year, just start strong, focus on strong academics, um, you know, do really well you know, most colleges are going to look at your freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Some will just really heavily consider your sophomore and junior year in terms of your grades, but, you know, really focus on your grades and focus on those um, the a- academic life skills, such as time management, getting organized, and study skills, because they'll go a long way. They'll carry you into college and beyond. 
So really focus on that and, and get involved in things that you enjoy and kind of explore. Do you want to do debate? Do you want to be a part of this, you know, student newspaper? Do you want to be on student council? Do you want to participate in a sport? Which one? Group, individual. So that's a great time to explore because it's a transition period. You're going from middle school to high school. So you're the, you're the little fish in the big pond. So handle that transition well. But I love sophomore year. That's when I really love to hit the ground running for all kinds of reasons. Um, so with the student, you know, it gives you two more big summers to really focus on building um, when you don't have all the, the rigors and the pressures of your schoolwork to focus on your extracurriculars and your leadership and your service. So that's when you really need to think even deeper in terms of academics, but also testing. So if a family is able to... Um, take the either the pre-ACT uh, pre or the PSAT, go ahead and do that in the fall of, uh, of the sophomore year. So, you know, you're getting them yeah. thinking, they're, they're getting on a college-bound track. And so you're thinking, you know, what are some of the things that we need to do to steps? But at the same time, balance it out with some fun family mm -hmm. things. The College Board has a great website, and that's, you know, most students are familiar with the College Board when it comes to, you know, uh, paying for and taking the SAT. That's mm -hmm. how you'll submit and pay for it and then get your scores back. But they have Big Futures, which is on there. That's a fantastic resource to help families begin to think about um, this whole college process and what needs to be done. Special thanks to Pam for coming on the show. Listen, if you want to find more information about hunting for scholarships, please make sure you visit Pam at the Scholarship Shark. And as always, the show notes over at Couple Money will have links to resources we mentioned on the show, plus more, so it will be easier for you to find those scholarships and better plan for your kids' education. And if the two of you want to work on your own finances and have that foundation, but you don't know where to start, please grab a copy of my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money. It's a step-by-step -step guide to help you set up a system so your money is working for you and your goals. You can also stay on top of the podcast, videos, articles, just by subscribing to the community. I send out weekly updates with everything we release, as well as some behind-the-scene and exclusive stuff. Plus, it's free. You can get all of this at couplemoney.com join. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere and Music for Makers. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for listening. Your support means so much. Thank you for sharing these episodes. And if you do know a parent who has a kid in middle school or in high school and college is on the horizon, please send them this episode. I want to make it more affordable for families and to reduce and possibly eliminate student loans for them. I hope you have a great week. Take care. <laughs>